0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: Hola, damas y caballeros, and welcome to another edition of the Bleed Loss Podcast. This week's episode is presented by our partners at Bed Online. Basketball is back and bet online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest the odds, team matchup, info, player news, and game trends at bet online. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering info, bet online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite sports events, whether that's the NFL, the NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. So if you head on over to BetOnline.ag to join, you will receive a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. So make sure that you use our promo code, which is Believe B L E A V, to receive those rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, I'm I'm still kind of uh, I was I don't know if the word is flabbergasted, but I'm still very surprised uh, that the Dodgers announced what they announced this week Juanito, and uh, and that is that they're announcing the 34. And uh, and I think they did it in a fitting way at FanFest, because obviously, you know, the, the fans had been calling for that for a while. But you guys were there. I, I wasn't there. So I just wanted to ask the two of you, what was your reaction when you heard that news?
2: Uh, let me tell you, I, I was just as shocked as, as you were. So Babyface and I were in the visitors' bullpen. Uh, that's where all the media was, and that's where all the interviews were being conducted with the players. And Dodgers PR, all of a sudden, there was a little lull in between interviews and Dodgers PR had instructed us. So the stage, the main stage where the fan fest, where the interviews, where everything was going on, was out in right field. It was on the actual field. So Dodgers PR had told us, hey, you guys might want to go out uh, over by the stage. There's going to be an announcement made. Uh, you're going to want to know it. So, you know, everyone in the media, you know, friends of the carne asada were all there. Dylan Hernandez. Jorge Castillo, Juan Toribio, they were all there and we all mosey on out into the outfield. And then we see Valenzuela come through the bullpen and Stan Kasten is on the stage and they call up Valenzuela and then Babyface and I start looking at each other. And I know, I think Babyface, I think you were the first one at that point, you thought, oh, it's going to be a statue. They're going to announce that it's going to be a statue. I think the majority of us had this feeling that they're going to do a statue before they, they retire the number. I mean, Fred Rogan, who was on the show, had said, they're not going to retire his number. They'll give him a statue. And then, so, Caston's talking, and while he's talking, then I think you started to get the... Er, or there was maybe a little bit of doubt in my mind going, wait a minute. Maybe they're going to retire his number. Are, they, are this actually happening? And then... Caston announces it and says the Dodgers are retiring Valenzuela's jersey, and this is where I was trying to be professional because I was there as a member of the media. I didn't want to cheer out loud, but I was so happy that it actually happened because, as much as we we talk about this, I I just thought the Dodgers are never going to do this. I mean, what, what am I correct, babyface? Is that what you were thinking?
3: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like when when we went up when we went out, my first thought I'm like. Will they retire his number? I'm like, no, nah, they, they won't retire his number, right? And like when, and when he starts talking, I'm like thinking, I'm a statue. Yeah, they're going to do a statue, right? It's going to be because he was talking about like how they're, they're making improvements to the stadium. They're adding stuff. They're, they're going to redo the lights. You know, that's, you guys know as well. They're, they're going to redo the lights. They're going to make them all LED. So they could actually turn off the lights on and off like in a second. So that's going to be kind of cool, right? So he's talking about all that stuff. And I'm all, yeah, they're going to do a statue. And then he starts talking about the numbers. So I'm like, crap! They're gonna do it. They're actually gonna do it. They're actually gonna retire his number. And then you know he goes on saying, you know, we've had we we what he told what he told us on the on on the show. You know, they they were respectful to the traditions and they wanted to just stay with all that. He's all, but we're gonna make an exception, and we're gonna retire Fernando's number. So, so yeah, I mean, I was like, I was like, wow, like they're actually doing it like it it was kind of like surreal like you didn't know like how to like i mean you were happy but it's like wow they're actually doing it like it's finally it's finally gonna happen you know
1: no and i mean i i think i mean the thing about it all is is we talked about the tradition right and we uh you know and and you could kind of hear and we'll get into the interviews in a moment uh you know just because this might surprise some of you but i've been privy to listen to the interviews already but uh the uh the reaction of kind of everyone being like that was the right guy right and i feel like that's that's the, the that was the correct you know uh candidate i guess for lack of a better term if you're uh if you're going to uh to make an exception to the rule and you could see from you know kind of year to year you know fernando's fernando's very reserved right he he's got a really good poker face but for him to react the way that he did uh just kind of tells you everything you need to know right juan
2: no, I, absolutely. But I, I got to I, I wonder if you have a theory on this, Alonzo, because Babyface and I were asking ourselves this after they had made an, the announcement, right? Like, why now? Like, what, what changed? Because Caston said it while he was on stage that this is probably, if not the main question, but one of the main questions that he consistently gets asked. And that is, when are you guys going to retire Valenzuela's number? And, you know, he had mentioned that they wanted to respect the tradition. I think there was that fear that they was going to open a can of worms. And I saw it already on social media. I don't know if you guys saw it, but after the announcement was made, everyone, then I guess starts bringing up Garvey, uh, you know, starts bringing up Ron say, and it's, and, and it's, you mentioned it just a few minutes ago, uh, Alonzo, this guy is different. There is a reason why they made an exception to the rule for this dude. And as much as Garvey is, as important as Garvey is to to the Dodgers, Valenzuela is different. I mean, do you have a theory as to why they decided to do it now?
1: Uh, Probably because they were tired of getting asked the question. Um, I, I think, no, I think at the end of the day, you know, this ownership group is respective of history of, of this organization, right? Like, uh, one, you'll hear an interview in a minute, uh, where one of the uh, interviewees points out that there's been very little numbers retired since 1958. And that's for, you know, for the rule, right? Respecting the rule and respecting the tradition. And I think, you know, traditions are obviously meant to be, you know, kind of interpreted, you know, by within the eye of the beholder. And I think in this particular instance, you can't look at the Dodgers and not look at the, at the impact that certain guys had. Right. And you listed a few guys there, but the one guy that you really can't move Dodger lore around is Fernando Valenzuela. And so I think that was important to recognize him. And, you know, again, whether we agreed with the rule or not, that was the rule, right? You may not like the house rules, but we got to follow. And so so at the end of the day, I think they realized like, hey, we need to give this dude his flowers while he's still here, you know, because we could sit here and litigate. Oh, well, they should have done this while Vin was here. We could have done this, you know, this time that's neither here or there at this point because it is what it is. But at this point, I think the Dodgers did the right thing and I'm not even giving them a cop out. I mean, it it really is what it is. I mean, you just got to look at it for what it is. And I think they did the respective thing and, and they gave the, the appropriate guy, the, the flowers he deserves, you know, while he's still here and while Jaime Harin is still here and, you know, and and who I'm excited for as well, because I know he has a really good relationship with them is Julio Diaz. Because he gets to experience that with him uh, in come August and that weekend, so I think it's it's instead of focusing on the negative, obviously we just got to celebrate. Because at the end of the day, that's what Latinos are good at we we celebrate everything. I'm going to bring a thirty-rack to Um I mean, oh, babyface,
2: do you? I mean, do you have a theory as to why they changed their mind?
3: No, I mean, I think. Obviously, like you know, it's something that we we've always said. Like, why can't they just change the rule, right? Like, I mean, they're in charge, right? Like, whoever he can just change the rule. They can just change the rule and say, okay, we'll retire his number, right? That's what we always thought, and and kind of that's kind of what it seems like it all boiled down to, right? It's like somebody said, you know what? Screw it, we'll retire it, right? And and they did it. I mean, I think, I think as time goes on, maybe the noise got louder, right? Because you go, you know, you go back ten years ago, you know, people probably wanted it, right? But, you know, there wasn't as much social media. There wasn't as many platforms like ours on podcasts, right? People discussing it. And I think, you know, from 10 years to five years to now, I think the noise gets louder and louder and it keeps getting louder. And it would have continued getting louder going forward. And I think maybe that has something to do with it as well, right? You know, it's just going to, they knew it's going to continue to get louder and louder. And they said, you know what, it's time to do it. And, And they're doing it.
2: I, you know, I want to follow up on something that Alonzo had said in the sense that I think in, in now in today's day and age, it is easy to just bitch and moan on, and focus on the negative, And we kind of lose sight of the fact that, hey, dude, the important thing is that they retired his number. The important thing is that if they finally got it right, yes, it took as long as it did. But but they got it right. And I started hearing people complaining, like, the minute the announcement was made, there were complaints. I agree with you, Alonzo. I think FanFest was the perfect venue to announce it. But there were people that had problems with how they announced it. That it seemed a little bit half-assed. So... To answer your question, Alonzo, I don't think anyone's ever going to be happy. I mean, we finally got what we wanted, and we wanted the jersey retired, and people are still finding a way to complain. This is, in the words of the great Rick James via Dave Chappelle, it's a celebration! You know, it's it, it finally happened, because I honestly... They, I, I think there was a part of me that was trying to convince myself that one day we would see the number 34 up there retired. Right. But now that it actually happened and I bet you the day of the ceremony, and by the way, they're doing this over a weekend, it's yeah. three days. I can't remember them doing three days to, to honor somebody like this. I mean, it'll be really interesting when they finally retire Kershaw. If they're going to make Kershaw, if this is going to be a new tradition where they're going to take like a whole series to celebrate whoever's going up in the Ring of Honor. But I I get it, guys. There's a lot to complain about in terms of why this took long. But I think the important thing is to focus is they got it right. It's finally done. And Valenzuela is up there.
1: Yep. And I mean, and again, you're not going to make everyone happy. That's the thing, right? No matter what you do, how you do it where it is, when it is, it, there's always, there's always someone. Right. So, so I think, but, but for Fernando, I'm so excited because I know he's not the type that's going to go out on the limb and say, Hey, you need to retire my number. That's not his style. Um, but he also understands what those, what that accolade means. Right. You know, he's, he's a, he's a subscriber of a uh, of history. So I think all in all though, for, for Fernando, for his family, for for Latinos, I, I think it's a win all around, no matter how you look at it. But most importantly for Fernando, uh, that that dude deserves all the flowers, and I'm glad that they're giving them to him while he's here. So speaking of it, I, I alluded to it. You guys talked to some people, um, and and I, I feel like they were all they all had a a, a different perspective, but it kind of came to the same conclusion when uh, when the same question was asked. Uh, uh, who, who are we starting with, uh, Babyface?
3: Um Who do you want to start with,
1: Juan? Well, I think we should
2: start with the man of the hour. I think we should start with Valenzuela because there was very few. I mean, he talked to the media as a group, but mm-hmm. there were very few outlets that actually got one-on-one time with him. It was CBS. It was Univision. And it was the Bleedlos podcast. Okay. So for those of you listening, for those of you watching, we are legitimate media now here, okay? <laughs> we were given alone time with the man of the hour. So I, I think we should start with Fernando because I think you're going to see Alonso's point. The man is, is reserved. He he is not – this is probably the opposite of, of of what he is. I don't think he likes this kind of attention. But sometimes when you're that important, you, you have to find a way to deal with it. So let's, let's roll uh, Fernando.
1: Loosely used legitimate media, please.
2: Felicidades, Fernando. a uh, Nosotros somos el podcast. Somos latinos. Galicia del Valle es uno de mis colegas. Desde que empezamos a hacer el programa, nosotros le preguntábamos a todos los lawyers cuándo van a retirar tu número. Porque para nosotros tú representas los mexicanos. Es la razón por la cual los mexicanos aman a los lawyers. La paciencia que tú tenías para esperar este momento, ¿cómo te sentiste cuando te avisaron?
4: No, me sorprendí un poco porque realmente como lo acabas de mencionar, pues había pasado un tiempo ya un poquito largo, ¿no? Entonces, pero nunca se perdió la esperanza, ¿no? De de que llegara este momento, sé que Alicia y y otras personas, bueno, han siempre colaborado para, para que este número pues, eh, se retirara, ¿no? Así de que, bueno, yo creo que eh, sí, fue una, una gran sorpresa, así de que, pues, aquí estamos ya con el número retirado, así de que, adelante.
2: Felicidades, te voy a dejar que goces con tu familia, nomás te quiero dejar saber que entrevistamos a Dale Murphy, y le preguntamos, ¿tú crees no han retirado el número 34? Y Dale Murphy nos dijo, yo no lo creo, ese número, ¿desde cuándo debería de haber estado retirado? Todo es en las ligas mayores, I
4: uh, for,
1: for those of you that uh, may or may not speak Spanish, uh uh Juan asked them you know, kind of what what uh how he felt about everything and and the retirement of the number and he said, you know, I always held out hope that they would they would retire it and uh I'm glad it's being retired. And uh, you know, it, it, I got to thank the fans, got to thank the community, got to thank the the city of Los Angeles for for uh, kind of being behind me and 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 uh, always supporting me. And uh, and then Juan asked him if if uh, if he knew that Dale Murphy had said what he said on our program about the jersey not being retired. Uh, he completely ignored the homie Dale Murphy and said, <laughs> "Our apologies to uh, Dale Murphy. He got the uh, the bump." Uh, but you know, he thanked everyone again and, uh, thanked the community and, uh, and that you'll catch you down the road. So, so, but again, I mean, that's, that's Fernando in a nutshell, right? If, if you spend any time with him, he's a very, he's very reserved. He's very, uh, uh, he doesn't like the spotlight, but I, you know, again, he also, he said it himself, you know, he had the hopes that the number would be retired. It's being retired, but he's also, he understands baseball lore and now, you know, he'll be enshrined in that, uh, you know, at least in the Dodgers ring of a uh, ring of honor. Uh, but I wanted to ask you one for you, you know, as, as a small child. Well, actually, you weren't a child. You were a teenager when uh, Fernando Mania was happening. Um, how, how kind of full circle was that for you to talk to? That
2: that was uh, that was insane. Uh, for me, because first of all, I didn't think we would get, I mean, it, the area in the bullpen where they were inter- interviewing the players was was really small. And the amount of media that was there, it was just, it made it really hard to be able to get that level of intimacy. Uh, for me, I, I still, to tell you the truth, it, it feels like it w- it happened so fast. There were two takeaways that I took from that. One is even he acknowledged that what we were discussing, like he said, it's like, I asked him, I mean, I mean, how can you be that patient, right? Because he's been done playing for a while. And for that number, I mean, I think the probably the perfect time to do it was when it was the 40th anniversary of Fernando Mania. That season would have been probably the season to do it. So he acknowledged that. Yeah. um, After a while, you know, it it took a long time. So I'm sure he had his doubts. Uh, He is a humble man who probably, you know, doesn't want to have these conversations. He doesn't want to have to. I I mean, when you think about it, it's almost like you're having to beg them to be like, hey, can you acknowledge my, my accomplishments? And I don't think anyone is comfortable with that, even at, at your work. I mean, yeah. I don't think you want to have to go to your boss and be like, "Hey, man, I do this, I do this, I do that. I deserve this, right?" Yeah. You hope that someone on their own will acknowledge your accomplishments and and recognize them. Uh, the other thing that I took part of uh, that I took a lot of joy in is he mentioned there. I mean, he referenced the Princesa de Picolandia. He was aware of the efforts to try to get his number retired. Yeah. So the fact that he acknowledges that so many people wanted this for him, I think is probably the closest we're going to get to Valenzuela acknowledging his stature in the community. Because like you said, Alonso, he is a humble man. I don't think he you'll ever hear it from him that he's the reason why the Dodgers have the Latino fan base that he has but the fact that he acknowledges that so many people wanted this for him i think just speaks to the fact that he is aware of how beloved he is in this city right baby
4: face
3: yeah and, and 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 like i said we've discussed like when we've discussed like oh fernando should be you know he should have his number retired right and people would always tell us he's not in the hall of fame right and he's not a hall of famer right his numbers aren't going to be in the hall of fame right Probably not, right? But we were, we'd always say, like, it goes beyond that, right? It, it goes beyond the game, what Fernando did, for what he did for the community, what he did for L.A., what he did for baseball, right? I mean, let alone in, in, in L.A., right? He he brought back the Latino community, the Mexican community, right? But he did this also across the league. Like, when we talked to Dale Murphy, like, you know, when, when Fernando Mania was at, in its full-blown peak, he was packing out stadiums across the country, right? And and these are other places where maybe the Latino community wasn't as strong as LA, right? I mean, in Atlanta and other places, right? Montreal or wherever, right? These places were getting packed out to go see this little Mexican kid, right? From Sonora, Mexico, right? Like, that's that's pretty insane, right? When you think about that, like, I mean, who else has done that? Like, I mean, right now, maybe Otani, right? Because he's a unicorn, right? Like, maybe he's the only one comparable to that. But, I mean, the mania, I don't even think for Otani has been what we saw with Fernando Mania
1: and again, uh you know, I I cannot emphasize how happy I am for Fernando. Even though you he seemed very stoic, you could tell that uh, that he was excited, but he was also uncomfortable. I get it. Like you're you're kind of you know being thrown the gambit, if you will. But I mean that's I'm just glad he's receiving his flowers. <laughs> Moving on, uh we heard from uh from another one of Juan's uh uh I'm going to say Fight Club, but Fight Club in a good way, like a guy that he would fight for. Uh, el Maestro Jaime Jarrín. Go ahead and roll that, Roger. Let me pull that one. That is... Wait,
3: that's not him.
1: Legitimate media. Remember that. When, when we're to the, with the coach coach Maestro on. Jaime Jarrín. <laughs> maestro, desde we started our program, we todos los
2: to all the cuando when they retirar going to retire the Valenzuela Ya da vergüenza. Y la última vez que usted vino al programa, usted nos dijo que usted habló con los Diaries. Y le dijeron a usted que nah, no, y tenían reglas. Pero al fin hoy lo hicieron. ¿Cómo se siente? Porque yo pienso que usted es responsable parte de esto.
4: Bueno, eh, me siento feliz, en verdad. Me siento feliz por Fernando. Porque pues he tenido el privilegio de estar con Fernando desde el día en que llegó a los Diaries... Me acuerdo en un septiembre de 1980 estábamos en Houston y desde entonces pues Fernando ha enseñado un talento extraordinario y eh, como dicen en inglés this was overdue debía haber pasado ya hace mucho tiempo pero por qué razón los daños no lo hacían no sé esperaban una oportunidad especial. Pero lo interesante es que finalmente el, el número de Fernando va a ser retirado. Su número va a permanecer allí donde estamos, muy pocos en verdad. Y eso es maravilloso porque el número de 34 va a permanecer en Dallo Stadium por, por los siglos y los siglos. Así es que además me, me satisface muchísimo por el hecho de que yo he pasado por estas cosas y sé lo que se siente fernando lo va a sentir aunque él eh, su personalidad no le permite eh, expandirse abrirse así es él pero lo goza interiormente pero sobre todo su familia va a gozar linda y los muchachos van a apreciar esta gran distinción es que es retirar el número Eh, retirar el número es algo muy muy particular Toman toman en cuenta que los dallos han estado aquí desde 1958 y desde entonces muy poquitos números se han retirado y ahora finalmente de Fernando.
1: For uh, for those of you listening that once again are not bilingual, uh, uh, Juan Astum. You know, again, same question as far as, uh, you know, that goes. And, and, and I mean, you heard it from the man himself. He himself said it in Spanish that he was overdue um, and that the distinction was not only important for, for again, the community, the city, uh, the organization, but for Fernando and his, and his wife, Linda, and, and kids. Um, and, uh, and again, pointed out the particularness of how many numbers the Dodgers have retired since 1958. And, and I think that that was kind of one thing i thought about as i went through and listened to all these interviews that there really hasn't been a lot of numbers retired in 15, since 1958 and he himself said uh you know the distinction of that um because again we're we're, we're talking about a number being retired out of out of a, a blue blood organization right um in in pro sports in this country which that's that's a big big deal and and again i mean there's another guy we're going to hear from in a minute that that also could be worthy of that distinction with the the rules being bent, and and there and, and again he points out the the perfectness of that it's Fernando the uh, you know being retired. But I wanted to ask you, you hearing that from Jaime Harin again, a guy that subscribes to the history and the lore of baseball, what did that mean to you? Juan?
2: you know, first of all, the the fact that I was able to talk to him one on one. I mean, we've had him on the show, but. To have him talk to us and and treat us like colleagues and give us as much time as he did, uh, it, it was it was a moment that that I'll cherish. But look, when he came on the show, he told us like this was a crusade for him. Yeah, I mean, there was nobody else that told us that. Hey, went into the Dodgers' office and said, "Hey, when are you guys going to do this?" And the fact that they said no to him, a Hall of Famer, this is the reason why I thought they're never going to do it. If Harin, who is so important to the Latino community and and we've seen this, you know, if you compare it to what's going on with the Angels and Artie Moreno and how they approach the Latino community compared to how the Dodgers approach to the Latino community, for them to not acknowledge it, it has to feel so great for Harin because Jarin was a part of Fernando mania. Harin was the guy traveling with Fernando, he was translating for Fernando. Probably no one knows better than, than Harin how difficult it is for Valenzuela to not only deal with the media but to receive this kind of attention. I thought what was really great was that he realized look i've been this i've been through this before i know what this feels and the fact that he acknowledged that his kids that fernando valenzuela's kids and his family they're the ones that are probably going to end up appreciating it the most because in the end this is about legacy and finally their father's legacy is being honored And whenever you walk into Dodger Stadium from this point on, you will see the Valenzuela name. People will talk about Valenzuela. And as a member of that family, I have to assume that must feel amazing.
1: Oh, no doubt. I mean, it's again, you you hit the nail right on the head. At the end of the day, it's all about legacy. Uh, Roger, how how did you feel about uh, the the Jaime Jardim? And also, Juan, you were allowed to be starstruck once a week and once a week only so uh so thank you keep sir that keep
3: that in mind yeah i mean Jaime, you know he Hyman said it right i mean who who knows fernando probably the way you know hymen knows him like you said you know he was his translator he was the one that that you know whenever fernando would speak it'd be it'd be Hyman, you know translating for him so he knows you know maybe how reserved he is how he feels just speaking in general to to, to the public right so, you know, he knows how, how how reserved he is, but he also knows that, you know what, inside, you know, this is something that he's probably wanted for a long time, right? And, but he wasn't going to just come out, like he said, and just like, hey, just let it out. Hey, like, make me a Hall of Fame, make me, in the, you know, retire my number or whatever, put me in the Hall of Fame, right? He's not going to do that because of the person he is. And, and Jaime, he was sharing what type of person Fernando is and how he's truly deserving of this honor, you know, you know, whether it he said, you know, for whatever reason, right, it didn't happen sooner, but it's happening now, and we gotta appreciate that.
1: A hey, uh, another guy that uh, that you that you knows him on a different level than we know him, and also may open that can of worms up. Uh, Oral of the Bulldog, uh, had a chance to uh, to swing by and give you some one-on-one time. Let's hear from the Bulldog.
2: Other legend, so it finally happened. We had a campaign going where we wanted this this number, this jersey retired. Hey, Trento. It, fi- it finally happened. Yes, it your initial did. thoughts.
5: Well, I, I thought immediately back to Double uh, A. Uh, that's where Fernando and I became teammates, and I used to drive him to and from the park and find him some food, maybe a six pack of an adult beverage, and uh, that takes me then to him making it to the Dodgers, and we're still in Double A. He's in the All-Star game. He's throwing shutouts. Our manager allows us to have a TV in the dugout to watch during our games, his games, because he was our teammate, and then to see what he accomplished here in Los Angeles and all the fans that he drew around the nation, but especially here in Los Angeles. I mean, he won his arbitration case for a million dollars because he was drawing 10,000 to 20,000 more fans per game when he pitched. And Dick Moss's agent, did an amazing job. Everything he earned, he deserved. And now that this is a a new era in uh, Los Angeles Dodger history of you don't have to be a big league Hall of Famer to be a Dodger Hall of Famer, I think it is a great honor. And he's the one that should start this because he he has done so much for the Los Angeles community, for everybody, and uh, he will go down in history and now in the ring of honor as one of the greatest Dodgers ever.
2: I mean, you grew up, I mean, you played during that era. Yeah, you saw it. it. I'm talking to the maestro over there, and I said, you know, for the first time, you're going to see two Latinos mm. up there in the Ring of Honor. You're going to see Harin and you're going to see Valenzuela. Yeah. Does that mean anything to someone who's not a Latino?
5: Well, when you when you have a teammate and a friend in Fernando, and you have a mentor and a best friend in Jaime Jarrin, uh, I don't see the differentiation what i do see is i see people and i see friendship and i was so fortunate to grow up in sports where in the locker room everyone is the same now i understand the distinctions and i understand the importance for cultures and for all different reasons that people need to graduate through and bust through what is perceived as ceilings and and places. So, yes, it is an honor to know them and to have them as my friends, but I know it's an honor for the culture and for everyone that some Latinos would be up there on the Ring of Honor. You know, you're you. Are you ready for the retire fifty five campaign that's gonna come? No, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, don't change your focus yet. Let's have a celebration for Fernando. There yeah, we have you it. Move on. <laughs> the great Hertziger. Thank you very much. You're
1: welcome. And the Bulldog is right. Definitely, you know, keep the attention on Fernando as much as we can because that's what we. That's what everyone wants, right? Um, but that is a conversation for another day because the can of worms thing. Because he's one of the guys that. You should for sure consider uh, re- retiring his number. Uh, also, bilingual Oral Hershiser coming in hot right there. Um, but I, but I, I found it interesting that one. The, my big thing that I took away from it and again, this is just from having worked in the game that uh, that their manager in Double A let them put a TV in the dugout. To, to I mean, if you've ever been to a Double A anything. I don't even know that they have a cable that long enough that you could plug in. They don't even I didn't even know they had power in those dugouts. So that's that's actually really cool that their manager back in the day uh, uh, let them watch, you know, Fernando starts in the dugout.
2: You know, what's crazy about that, too, Alonzo, is I lose sight I, when when Hershizer brought it up. I totally forgot they came up together like they pitched together in the minor leagues. Yeah. And it makes me sit there and wonder, like, hey, could this be Bobby Miller? Gavin Stone, all these new kids that are coming up, like they started together in the, in the minor leagues. And it, it was nice to see that they rooted for one another. Uh, so the fact, and you had, and he mentioned it, like when Hershiser said, it was like, for the person to break this tradition, it's you had to start with Valenzuela. Yeah. If you're going to break it, Valenzuela is the one to do it. So now that they did it, look, I hear, like I mentioned, I hear Garvey. The other name that I hear probably, not as much as Garvey, but the other name I hear when talking about retiring numbers is Hershiser. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what the Dodgers do down the road. But the fact that Hershiser acknowledged, and then the other thing that I liked um, that Hershiser had said, there's many times when we're talking to these guys, especially like, for example, Julio Urias, who does his English maybe not as strong. uh in in, uh at FanFest Miguel Vargas used a translator he's not obviously he is not comfortable with his English uh when you have guys in the locker room that you can't communicate with in your native language and you have to find other ways to speak with them you would think that well there's going to be some distance then because how can you really be close to someone that you can't communicate with for Hershiser to say there that, you know, in the end what he sees are his friends and his colleagues, that to me is just like language is, it's just a tool. It is not a barrier. And yeah, you know, like there's a reason why Jackie Robinson and major in baseball was the sport that broke the color barrier and all that stuff. And that is because when you're on those, when you're in a locker room together, when you are a team, you embrace your differences. And we're in it together.
1: Absolutely. Some of my uh, my favorite interactions in clubhouses is watching Latino guys talk to the English speakers, because those guys, I mean, because the Latinos are all vos, you know, vociferous and talking with their hands, and then the English speakers just like, uh, what? But so, but it, but I mean, there, there in the clubhouse, there is no language. You figure out a way to do it, right? And that's that's case in point. Uh, Roger, what was your takeaway from the bulldog?
3: Um, my takeaway is we we need to get Bulldog back on to tell us some some more of those stories, those traveling stories back in Double A with Fernando. So we got to hear some of those stories. I think that that'd be interesting to hear.
1: Um, I wanted to another guy that whose number you could debate that probably might have to retire when it's all said and done for him. Uh, is Dave Roberts, and uh, and I and I know that might piss some people off. But at the end of the day, like this run that this guy's on, it's, 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 it's something, right? So it's, you know, obviously he's still got a lot in the tank and still got some time on that contract. So you never know how it pans out, but that guy might, uh, might, uh, might ruffle some feathers with wanting that to be retired. I liked his perspective uh from doc rogers because doc again has a different doc roberts excuse me has a different perspective because former player now manager um and kind of like that oral hersheiser perspective so let's go ahead and hear from uh from the skip himself
0: uh dave roberts i just found this out I, i think it's great um you know you're talking about changing enhancing Uh, an organization um, uh, to another country, Mexico, that fan base, he's just he was such an impactful person and player with the Dodgers and so to now get his numbered retired and so from here on out and even before today's retirement of the number when you thought of the Dodgers in 34 you thought of Fernando, so now we've just more finalized and i think it couldn't have been more fitting that we did it today at FanFest um with a beautiful day and i just had an opportunity to speak to fernando and uh he was uh very grateful but uh very apropos fantastic
1: again i mean you couldn't have said it any better you know especially for the active manager of the los angeles dodgers juan what was your takeaway
2: you know we're going to talk about this in another episode but for me it is so funny that once Fernando left the Dodgers, it seemed like no one else was going to be able to wear number 34 because of what Dave Roberts says. When you think of the Dodgers and you think that number 34, you think of Valenzuela. There are certain organizations in sports that when you think of a number, you think of a specific player. And I think that's more than enough reason to go ahead and retire that person's number, right? I mean, if obviously it's a no-brainer, right? But can you think of when you're thinking of the Chicago Bulls, there's no way you don't think of anybody else that wears 23, right? The 23 is Jordan. All those people before who wore 23 on the Bulls, they might as well not exist, right? Right? Be- right? Because 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 23 is always going to be Michael Jordan. I I you know again we're going to get to this in another episode but it would have been really hard. Can you imagine being the dude who wore 34 on the Dodgers after Valenzuela left? I I I wouldn't want to deal with with that. Uh, right babyface?
3: Yeah, I mean can you even think of anybody who wore 34 like before Fernando? I mean no one wore it after but do do you, do you recall anybody ever wearing that number? Prior no. to Fernando? no,
2: I, I and and it's a good point because look, for the number ten, you can say Ron Say, you, and you have Justin Turner, right? For fourteen, Gil Hodges, there's two other people that wore number fourteen that I could tell, Kike and Mike Socia. So I mean, I, I think you're at fifty five, Hershiser, Russell Martin, but you can't do that with thirty four,
3: and 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 I looked it up and. Someone that wore 34 before Fernando. He was a pretty good player during his time. Lee Lacey. Remember Lee Lacey? He wore 34. And then also uh, the brother to a famous Hall of Famer, Ken Brett wore it for one season before Fernando got it. Look at that. In the words of the great Ross Porter. Would you like to try
2: to dodge a trivia? <laughs> well,
1: and, and the other perspective that uh that we like to hear and, and we get to hear from, fortunately, is current guys, you know, guys that are there now, because they're obviously again, you know, the, the old perspective and the new perspective. And one guy that I was super curious to hear from and to kind of hear his reaction was uh the current young Mexican ace, uh Julio Diaz, uh who uh who in my opinion He's been getting so much better with media. He's been getting so much better with the media rounds because he understands kind of the the position that uh, that he's in, right? You know, he's the ace, he's the guy. Uh, should have won the NL Cy Young, but that's I digress. Um, but it, you know, hearing his perspective uh, as a young guy, and also because he's close to Fernando, so let's hear from uh, from the guy himself, Julio Diaz, from the kid
6: dijeron ahorita cuando llegué y la verdad que sí, sí me sentí. Incluso estaba por un lado de él y la verdad que que sí es algo, algo muy bonito porque como lo digo. No, no me tocó su época, pero me va a tocar en su época cuando cuando le retire su número que obviamente se lo merece y es algo que va a ser muy bonito como lo digo y el estar presente ese día para mí va a ser algo que inolvidable.
4: Yeah, you know, I found out when I got here.
6: I was actually sitting
4: right next to him when he found when I found out so I, I did, like I said, I didn't grow up in this era, I didn't I didn't spend time in that era, but to be a part of it now that
1: Again, you know, you just you recognize that it's a different era than it was. You know, I mean, it's kind of wild to think that it's been 40 years since all that has happened. Right. So it's I mean, I'm not even 40. So, I mean, it's 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 kind of wild to think you're not a man yet. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, You know, that that it's been that long. It's been a generation more or less. Right. So 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 to hear that from the youngster is kind of cool. But also, again, just a, a very well composed answer, because I know Julio has. Uh, a very, you know, kind of deep relationship with that guy because there's a lot of similarities, right?
2: Yeah, look, two things that I took away from there. And one, you said this uh, before, Alonso, off the air. Uh, Julio has entered the Roquero stage. Yes. Um, and the amount of shit that he got for his hair, especially from friend of the carne asada, Dylan Hernandez, uh, was was pretty uh, impressive. But think about it this way. Hershiser said that Valenzuela won his arbitration case based because he brought, what, ten to 20,000 fans to the stadium. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure there are some players that you can factor that in, but how many players when you go to arbitration are you factoring the decision of like, well, he's a draw. This is how much he, he'll, he'll bring. He, he's, he's not only a, a bonus to us on the field, but off the field. The fact that Julio, and this also I think speaks to legacy, the minute Julio made the Dodgers and he was pitching in the major leagues, I know especially the older heads couldn't help but think this is Valenzuela. This is Valenzuela part two. And I I feel it was kind of the way old Mexican uh, boxing fans are so desperate to get another Julio Cesar Chavez, are so desperate to get a great Mexican fighter that any Mexican fighter that comes on, they automatically try to champion and make him and be one of their past heroes. And I think that's a lot of pressure because I'm sure this is not the first time Julio has been asked about Valenzuela. I'm sure when Julio was coming up, he's left-handed. He was pudgy like Valenzuela when he first came up. He's from Mexico. I mean, the pressure that Julio must have dealt with, like, you need to be Valenzuela. You need to be the, great, the next great Mexican hero here for the Dodgers. And it's the torch, right? And that's why, to me, it's important, again, that we know the story of Valenzuela. And I I hope that um, Julio wins, not necessarily his arbitration, but I hope he wins his free agency and he stays with the Dodgers and that the Dodgers recognize how important Julio is to this franchise. I'm not saying, so pump the brakes, I'm not saying Julio is Valenzuela. I just find it interesting that that's probably something the comparisons Julio had to deal with so far up until this point in his career,
1: and and I I, I think it's fair to say that uh, Fernando and uh, and uh, Julio also have different stylists as far as uh as far as that goes too because Julio uh, clearly he's been listening to El Tri, but I digress. Uh, Roger, what say you about Julio?
3: And and you know, like you said, like. When when Julio came up, right, that's what people thought of like Fernando, right, but look how long it took, right almost forty years, like thirty five thirty six years between a a a Mexican superstar pitcher, right so this is something that we know it's not okay, yeah, we're gonna get another guy in you know two, three years like this is something like once you know once in a generation, right like you know my parents, my dad is the one that saw Fernando right, and you know I saw Fernando as a young kid, and then but i gotten I've gotten to see Julio right. As you know, in my adulthood, so it's, it's special to get these guys to come up. Right. And, you know, like I said, we're not saying, you know, you know, Julio is, is Fernando, right. But, you know, they're doing their own thing, right. They're, 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 they're setting their own, their own path. And it's special to see guys like Julio in the MLB. Right. And being a top pitcher.
1: I, uh, I I always think of it this way. I know they're different sports, but it's a comparison because it's a legacy thing. Uh, Bronny LeBron James's son obviously has to play in the shadow of his dad who is still playing at an elite level, right? Like I, I'm, he's I think two years older than me. something like that no chance, I could be playing anywhere to where he's at. I'm curling tacos. This is what I'm doing. But, um, but Bronny has to play in that shadow and he's made his own legacy, right? He's made his own kind of path to, uh, to the, whatever the next level is for him. Right. And I think Julio granted there's separation and different in the sense of, you know, not his dad, but, the the parallels were there, and some people, you know, either kind of fold under that pressure, or some people are able to kind of be driven on that pressure. And I think Julio, to a certain degree, has been driven because he's his own guy. He's went out and created his own legacy, and and here we are. He's one of the best pitchers in all baseball. So it's 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 uh you know again the parallels are there, but uh but this is where we're at. Un- unfair as society goes, but it is what it is. Um, another guy that we heard from, uh, he, I mean, I I think he may or may not have dethroned Joe Bimel as the ambassador of this podcast. Um, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. But, I mean, no disrespect to Bimel. Um, but but he also, I mean, he, he can come to a carnazada too because he's, he's Mexican. Uh, Joe Kelly uh, stopped by and uh, and gave us his insight. Let's hear from Mr. Kelly.
2: He finally got retired. They announced that they're going to retire it this year. That what do you think? Sick. That is
7: sick. I know... Uh... Julio too especially he was he was uh, always a always a big fan and and I think honestly you know the the retirement number thing is, is great I mean it sucks because what if a guy wants his number I'm just joking I'm just joking <laughs> Fernando um, but it's about time you know it's about time he's had unbelievable numbers um, and Dodgers are the best organization and, and, and they're doing a good job and they were just taking their time you know I think they were just taking their time but uh, it's going to be a big celebration I hope they have you know obviously a big party for him and and, and he deserves it
1: the uh, the music was fitting by the way that was my <laughs> biggest takeaway is the music was perfect um, no I mean that's a guy show guy right he's in the show he's in a different organization you know he's, he comes from we've talked about it before having him at, had him on previously Comes from another blue blood organization in, in the Cardinals and the Red Sox, so he understands what traditions mean, and and for him to to be as excited as well, and that's genuine. You know, he was genuinely excited for Fernando because also he said it on this show too. He subscribes to the history of the game, so he he knows what that means. Uh, aside from the music and the slow dancing that was occurring there, Juan, uh, uh, what was your takeaway about uh, the ambassador?
2: You know, it's funny because Jerry Harrison told us this, but Joe took the other, and I know Joe was was kidding about this, but there are people, I know when I was growing up playing baseball and I got to choose my number, I wanted 34. I was like, give me 34. Even though I wasn't a pitcher, I wanted to wear 34 because of of Valenzuela. So I am curious as to how many major leaguers who played for the Dodgers wanted to wear 34 to honor Valenzuela. But then, you know, Jerry Hairston had told us one time, and that was just like, I don't want that number. That, that's Fernando's number because out of respect, you, you you don't you don't want to deem like, hey, you have no business wearing this number. I mean, how many people were already hating on Syndergaard when they were reporting him on the online that he was going to be wearing number thirty-four? It's like he can't wear thirty-four. So it, it, you know, growing up in California, I think you also are aware of Valenzuela's legacy. But I think it was it was great that uh, Joe Kelly uh, acknowledged it.
1: Speaking of being upset that he was going to wear 34, guy who threw that in our group text, uh, face gimmick and Sky Roger, uh, uh, what was your takeaway from uh, Joe Kelly there?
3: Yeah, I mean we've said this before. Like Joe, Joe is is the real one, right? He 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 says he says what he wants to say, right? He's he's not going to sugarcoat anything, and and you know, I mean he's even saying, and I've heard this before too. Like Joe loves the Dodgers. He he really loves this Dodgers organization, even though he's not on the Dodgers anymore. You know he still speaks really highly of them. He, I, he, I've heard him say, you know, Dodgers are the best fans. He just said it there. Dodgers are the best organization. So, Joe Joe keeps it real, and he's you know he's a real, true uh, Angelino.
2: Uh, we're we're up against it on the clock. Yeah. Uh, how many more of these do we have? Maybe we should just all play them and then react to them. Yeah, yeah. So, so we got
3: JD, J. Hair, Carols, and Muncie. Right. So let's start. let start with Muncie from uh, FanFest. Fanfest. Okay.
2: Your charros days on the re- retire Valenzuela number. They finally got retired today. What are your thoughts? It's
1: exciting. You know, it's, uh, uh he's just, he's, what I was I was saying, uh, one of the first things you learn about when you come to this organization, uh, you know, obviously everyone knows Jackie and the, the barrier that he broke and you know the impact that he's had on this game. But one of the first people you learn about is Fernando,
7: just the impact he's had in the organization, in the city, the fan base around the world, not just the country around the world, you know. And it's uh, uh, it, that's something that you speak of my Charles
1: days when I went down there. They talk about Fernando, and uh, you know, at that time I wasn't even with the Dodgers, and so it's just you. You. That's one of the first guys you learn about when you come into this organization. So to see his number
3: five in your entire, it's really special, uh, it's very exciting, I'm very happy for him, and I can't
2: wait to see him for in Jerry Hairston. Here with the great Jerry Hairston. Jerry, during FanFest, to made the big announcement, finally it happened, and since we know he's a, a Blacksican, <laughs> we know how important this is. Uh, by the way, I, I read when we talked to Andre Jackson, I said Jerry Harrison said it was okay to call you Black Mexican and he was he just laughed we're, about it. We're
6: a proud people. But your mother's Mexican. See si, from Sonora. And we talked
2: about this when you were on the show. Did you get a chance to, to to really factor in how this is going to impact all those fans that come into Dodger Stadium and they're gonna see that thirty-four finally up there?
6: We as players, and I know the Dodger fans have been clamoring for the Dodgers to retire Fernando Valenzuela, because we all know nobody was going to wear a number 34 out of respect and out of what he did for not just Dodger baseball, not just Dodger fans, but a whole plethora of Mexican fans around the world. So I'm glad that the Dodgers are retiring Fernando Valenzuela's jersey. Listen, it's been a long time coming. I'm glad they're doing it and congrats, Fernando. So, now when Dodger fans walk into that ring of honor, I mean, walk into the stadium mm-hmm. up
2: in the ring of honor, they're going to see not only Valenzuela, but they're going to see Jarin's name yes. on there. This is LA. I mean, there's a lot of Latino fans in there. Are we underplaying the significance of that?
6: We're not because, again, it's not just LA fans, Mexico. You go down to Mexico, the country. Most of them are what Dodger fans. They pull for Fernando Valenzuela. They know who Jaime Harin is, the impact he had on uh, the the the, uh, the Latin community. So I'm glad that they're having that Ring of Honor, and you're going to have Jaime up there, and now you're going to have Fernando Valenzuela.
2: Last one. Uh, can you? I mean, I guess for us fans who are old enough, when we look at Julio Urias, we
6: can't help but think of Valenzuela. That's legacy right there, right? It is legacy, and again. Julio is making his own mark, uh, and he, he has made his own mark so far. Obviously, closing out the World Series in 2020, recording that last out as that save. Uh, but he's continued to grow, continue to get better, and he's just now entering his prime. He means a lot to this Dodger organization and to Latino fans everywhere. And I'm excited to see him not just pitch this year, but several years for the Dodgers.
3: Eric Carroll. We are with friend of the
6: Carnesada
2: Eric Carros. Eric, uh, you're here supporting yes. Justin Turner, but what's important
7: to us, what matters, is that Fernando Valenzuela's jersey got retired this weekend. What are your thoughts? Definitely deserved and, and long overdue. And I think you know, for me, it's special because guess who I'm playing with today in my group?
2: Valenzuela. My man,
7: yes, Fernando. So it's a it's great. But again, what he, you know, it's not just about what he did on the field, but it's how he impacted the community, the city. Really. He really bought, brought a whole new group of fans, and introduced them to Dodger baseball. And and, and really, I'd say that, you know, Mexican Americans are the backbone of the Dodgers. And if it weren't for Fernando, I don't know that it ever would have gone down that road. And you know what Fernando has meant. And like I said, the way he's carried himself, what he's done for the organization, um, it it goes well beyond his accomplishments on the field. So.
2: Is, am I understating this when Dodger fans go in there now and they look up in the Ring
7: of Honor? Not only are they going to see Valenzuela, right. but they see Harin's name up yeah. there. Well, I mean, Jaime, look at Jaime paved the way, right? And and he is the voice. It's you know, there's Vin Scully, there's Jaime Harin. When you talk about Dodger baseball and and really the 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 conduit of the Dodgers and the fans. And sure, initially they they both hit different audiences, um, but I think. You know, over time, you know both those Hall of Famers uh, were just Dodger voices.
2: For us older Dodger fans, when we see Urias, mm-hmm. we can't help but think of Valenzuela. Right, that legacy is important, right? In in sports.
7: Well, I look for a fan. You always get attached to your team, and then specific players that come up. You know, maybe when you are a kid, or maybe a certain part of your life, and. Uh, Look at Urias, what he does is he brings those of us that grew up with Valenzuela or played uh, with Fernando. Wow, this is a guy that mimics what Fernando did. And and then it kind of, you know, it, it ties everything together. Look at Julio's a, a great pitcher, you know, one of the top in the game. And, uh, you know, look at he's done wonderful things for the Dodgers. And I hope that he's a Dodger for a long time.
2: We're going to let him go because he's got to go golf. But right. I just want to say, He called that the Dodgers were going to be a
7: very different team. Go back, (laughs) listen to the episode, The Smartest Man in Baseball. I don't know about The Smartest Man, but the luckiest today because I'm golfing with Fernando. Thank
3: you very much, Eric. Appreciate it. And
2: J.D. Fernando Valenzuela's jersey just got announced that it's going to be retired. Are you aware, have you been indoctrinated into the Fernando Valenzuela legacy? Um, I'm aware of it. Um, He was an unbelievable pitcher, um, especially for the Spanish community. Um, and I know his, you know, this is his home. This is the Dodgers. You know, obviously, I haven't been in this organization long to know his how deep
7: they go. But I know from an outsider coming in, he's, you know, he's one of the faces of the, the Dodgers. Well, be ready because that first home game at Dodger Stadium, you're going to feel all the Latinos at Dodgers. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, guys.
1: Uh, big thanks to uh, JD Martinez, uh, Jerry Harrison Jr., Eric Caros and Max Muncie for uh for stopping by, all friends of the Cardenasada. The... By the way, Eric Caros, serious golf guy with the protein drink and banana in hand, ready to uh to go. That's that's how you know you're serious. Um, uh,
2: Alonso and he wanted his point, man. He he told he wanted his point. That was the first thing he said to me. He was like, "Give me my point."
1: And and you know what? He he's but he's not wrong. I mean, he, he wasn't wrong and isn't wrong. Um, I think. I have to say, you know, because again, these guys have all been in the organization, so they understand it. Uh, you know, and Jerry hairston another guy that subscribes to the the uh history uh, of baseball as well, uh, you know, can't stress it enough, you know, the, the importance that Fernando means to this organization. Every single one of those guys validated that, you know, be a legend like Eric Carros, be a World Series MVP champion whatever else he lists on his plaque, Jerry Harrison Jr. Um, and, uh, and JD Martinez who just showed up even, you know, obviously he's not been fully, as, as you said, Juan indoctrinated, but he's, he's starting to realize the importance that that figure is for the, uh, for the Dodgers. I, I like the way I would have phrased it is like, Hey, Dustin Pedroia is a big deal for Boston, just like Fernando is, but that would also be disrespectful to either, or because they're on different platforms. But, uh, but but regardless, uh, I'm 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 happy, and this might be the only time that we uh that we gloat a little bit, but uh but I feel like uh, a good chunk of this uh, couldn't have been possible. I'm not gonna say it happened because of this, but it, it, it added the momentum to it, uh, as to our listeners and subscribers that also uh, uh helped us raise a little hell. So uh so big thanks to uh to those folks. Uh I I don't do well with credit one as you know, so uh so I will let you carry it on from here.
2: Yes, uh, I'm, I'm going to help you with that credit. Uh, before I go over to that credit, though, I do just want to uh, acknowledge a couple of things in those interviews that we saw. You know, Muncy had said that, you know, when you ke- when he came to the Dodgers, he already knew about Valenzuela because of his time in the Mexican League w- in, with the Charros. But Muncy said it. When you come to the Dodgers, you get... Told the story of Fernando Valenzuela. You yeah. it, and you probably need to because you're probably going to look out in the stands and see everybody wearing that number thirty four jersey, and you're going to be like, "Hey, why are they? Who's Valenzuela? Why do they keep wearing that guy's jersey?" Uh, I thought it was very interesting that he had mentioned Jackie Robinson first and then Valenzuela, and I know those two are not on the same level, so I'm I'm not saying that. But what I think is interesting is that in terms of importance to the Dodgers organization. Valenzuela is up there in terms of Jackie Robinson in terms of impact on this organization. So I thought it was great that friend of the carne Max Muncy said that, um, you know, Jerry Harrison speaks for himself. The other thing uh, is Eric Carroll said it, man, a white dude, that Mexican-Americans are the heart of the Dodgers fan base. And that's because of Valenzuela. And, and, and we've said it, you know, we've said it on this show many times, you know, look at the stands, look at everybody, everybody seems to acknowledge it. So I appreciate a friend of the carnesada, Eric Caros, and he, you have your point, sir, you have your point. Uh, and then finally, the J.D. Martinez thing, this is the reason why, for me, it's important to bring it up, because it is obvious from his answer that I feel... And look, JD Martinez probably wasn't even old enough to see Valenzuela pitch, right?
1: He's but also is- from Miami. Let's give him let's give yeah. him diligence too.
2: So that's why it's important that not only the number be retired because when people see that number up there who don't know anything about Valenzuela, they're going to ask who number 34 is. I know like when I bring friends to Dodger games and they aren't Dodger fans, and they look at the retired numbers. They try to figure out which player is like, who's this? Who were they, you know. And then you get to explain to them why they're important to the Dodgers organization, who they are. And that's why it's important because Valenzuela is part of the Dodgers history. So now you get to explain to someone, well, this is what this guy did. He came up and he showed up. So that brings me to the credit. I want to thank all our fans and listeners because the minute this was announced, the number of messages that we got on social media that we got on, on YouTube saying you guys did it. Look, there's a lot of people in the media that are taking credit for this. All of a sudden there was a lot of people on local sports radio in LA that said they have been talking about this for years. Now I don't listen to every show. That may be true. There may be, people on ESPN 710 that have been talking about this for years. But all I can say is we have been talking for this for, uh, for years and our listeners have confirmed that because I want to thank all our listeners for sending all those messages to me that my favorite one was my compadre while I was at FanFest. The minute it went viral, I'll never forget this image. They make the announcement and all the reporters are on their phones tweeting out the news that Valenzuela's jerseys retired. So once it went viral and everybody was finding out my compadre sent me a two word text and it said, you won. And it's because they know that our, our whole goal was to go ahead and get this Jersey retired. And it finally happened. So I want to segue here to give credit to the man who really deserves this. This number was retired because of baby Babyface is two for two on his causes. This is a man who took down Frank McCourt, and now he is the man who is known as for for getting Fernando Valenzuela's jerseys retired. So take a lap, Babyface. Speech.
3: <laughs> um, and what I was telling you guys, like, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, of course we're gonna. We feel good that it's retired, right? And, and we feel that our little show did help to to get the awareness out there, right? I mean. I mean, if you go back and look at how many shows we've done with, what, 31? How many shows do you think we talked about Fernando's number being retired? Probably. A, probably, Yeah, I mean, at least like 100 of them, right? I mean, yeah. so it's something that we just kept pounding and pounding and pounding and putting it out there, right? And like I said earlier, I think, I think, you know, the noise gets louder, right, with stuff like this. And I think that is what eventually made the Dodgers organization decide you know what let's retire this number because it's only going to c- continue getting louder right and and we knew this year that was one of our goals it's like we got to make this even louder right if they don't retire this number this we had planned we were going to make it louder this year to make it more of a campaign to, to get it done and you know thankfully you don't have to go that route right and you know it, it's done but like I said you know you know we'll we'll, we'll take our little whatever two percent credit for it or whatever it was right <laughs> but like like I said, I think they just realized that as time goes on, it was just gonna get louder and louder and, and, and obviously it it it's a great decision and we're happy that it happened and you know we're we're glad that it's gonna you know, come August, you know, what is the twenty second or something like that? We'll see that number up, you know, hanging hanging up at Dodger Stadium.
1: Uh these guys know I don't fare well with with credit garbage, and I I, I refuse to take any credit for this. But um, I will say to the people that reached out, I got a lot of texts that day. I haven't been around because I've been working, so so uh, so that's that that might be why uh, you haven't seen me do a lot of these things. But um, but at the end of the day, uh, like Juan said, uh, the the initiative started with Babyface. Uh, he, he's the one that wanted to raise hell, and then and also we cannot forget that our colleague who also has been busy with work, Alicia del Valle, la princesa de Piconania, also uh, took, took uh she wanted to take some people down. She, she was there. There was, she, she was like, whatever we got to do, let's go ahead and do it. I mean, she stopped short of like hit pieces, you know what I mean? But, but she, you know, she, she made a point, uh, you know, to, to emphasize that. So we also can't forget her, uh, in all of this because she, she, it, uh, she's made noise. She's made it known. She's raised hell that, uh, that at the end of the day, this was the right thing to do. It should have been done a long time ago. Uh, as, as friend of the show and personal friend in real life, uh, Dale Murphy pointed out, I had no idea that this number wasn't retired. There's so many people that thought it was retired. And, uh, and granted, I mean, it's a very small group of guys that have had their numbers retired by the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't see if I don't see another guy that's fitting of it, at least at the moment to start breaking that rule with that isn't Fernando Valenzuela. But also to you guys, the fans, whether you supported our cause, whether you didn't, but you recognized that the number had to be retired for raising hell. Because now come August 11th and uh, 11th through the 13th, when they host the Rockies at the ravine, uh, Fernando going to get not only just the Jersey retirement, but a whole weekend. And uh, and for me, that's. That's fitting. I just hope that they get the Tigers of the North to play the entrance music for him, as a, as he comes out of the centerfield wall. But but that's that's a fight for another day. But I mean, I I I cannot emphasize it enough, and I can't say it enough. I'm so happy for Fernando Valenzuela, for his family, for the you know the legacy. Because again, you have to remember, the number is going to be retired forever. So that's that's it. It's a wrap. And so so for 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 me. That that can't mean anymore as as a as a Mexican from Los Angeles. That, you know, that's that's what you know, right? That's that's kind of what's embedded in your blood is Dodger Blue, that and the Lakers stuff and then whatever the the fandom contract is for football, but I digress. Uh but I again I, I cannot say any without any other exclamation point, how happy we are for Fernando Valenzuela and his family. So, uh, so, you know, got to tip the cap to you. My guy, the, the sombrero can be thrown in the air because it's just going to hang out there forever now. So, so respect to you, sir. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this guy up. This episode was presented by our partners at bed online. If you head on over to BetOnline.ag and use our promo code, which is believe BLAV you will receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit to everyone that joined us. All those guys: Max Muncy, J.D. Martinez, uh, Eric Caros, who got his point today. Good for you, sir. Um, uh, uh, Dave Roberts, the man himself, Fernando Valenzuela, Jaime Jarrin. I'm forgetting someone, but be that as a mate to everyone, oh, Julio Diaz. Uh, our apologies to Julio Diaz for the bump there. Uh, thank you for for joining us. Thank you for uh, for stopping by and for being friends of the Canesada. We are the Believos Podcast. Uh, It's your boys, Alonzi Juan, Babyface Gimmick in the Sky, Roger. Alicia Del Valle also around somewhere. Uh, But we we appreciate you guys. We appreciate the support. We'll catch you down the road.
6: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.